Our sermon this morning is on Numbers chapter 13, verses 25 through 33. And we will read that together once again. And once again, that's on page 121 of your pew Bible. So, verses 25 then. At the end of 40 days, they returned from spying out the land, and they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, We came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. Then the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people that we saw in it are of great height. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come from the Nephilim. And we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers. And so we seemed to them. Brothers and sisters of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, across the world there are many who are studying the scriptures and preparing to preach and teach the Bible. And some who preach provide good and sound teaching, full of hope and comfort. While sadly there are those who provide evil and false teaching, And such teachings cause confusion and troubled hearts among the Lord's people, even among us, and causes some to become frightened and uncertain about their entrance into heaven. This morning we'll see how God, in his faithfulness, saves us from our human nature and secures our entrance into the promised land. I preach to you this morning, Numbers 13, verse 25 through 33, under this theme and points. Our theme, the Lord tests his people with two reports before entering the promised land. And we will see his people are confronted with two options. The first, a faithless report, and the second, a faithful report. Our first point, then, a faithless report. Congregation, in, in the second verse 
of chapter 13, the Lord instructs Moses to send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel. With these words, the Lord is showing that he is carrying out the promise that he made to Abraham centuries earlier. The Lord, after making a covenant with Abraham, said to him, To your offspring I give this land. Genesis 15, verse 18. This land, the land of Canaan, the promised land, to Abraham's offspring he will give the land. And now, as the offspring of Abraham, the Israelites have already been given the land by a promise. The land is theirs, promised by the Lord in the past. And now they are to receive it. Before receiving it, spies are sent to spy out the land. For 40 days, the spies are in the land. And during this time, they are walking in the footsteps of their forefathers. Hebron mentioned in verse 22, is where the Lord confirmed his covenants with Abraham. And near Hebron, Abraham buried his wife Sarah in a, in a cave. Isaac and Jacob were also in the area surrounding Hebron. So this expedition then is not simply a scoping out of the land. The Lord is purposely directing the spies through the regions and paths of their forefathers, the patriarchs. He does this to spiritually prepare them for entrance into the promised land. They are to know that he is a faithful God who keeps his promises through all generations. For 40 days, they were able to journey throughout the land. 40 days of safe travel. A small amount of time compared to the 40 years they had spent in the wilderness. And during that time, too, the Lord showed himself to be a faithful God, a God who loves, provides, and cares for his people. When the Lord brought his people out of Egypt, he never departed from them. He went before the people in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. He protected them from Pharaoh's horses and chariots by drowning Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea. Once in the wilderness, when they became thirsty and grumbled, he gave them water to drink. When they were hungry, he provided them with bread from heaven manna. He never let their clothes or sandals wear out for 40 years. The Lord was with Israel and Joshua as they fought and defeated the Amalekites at Rephidim. Such a, a rich history of God's providential care. Time and time again, the Lord showed that he was near to his people, assuring them that he would bring them into the land of Canaan as he promised. And let's keep in mind, this is also our Lord. The Lord is the same then, now, and forever. 
He has not changed. The rich history of his care for Israel, his presence and provision is for us to know, remember, and reflect upon as well. The Lord's provision has brought the Israelites to the, to the doorstep of the promised land. Everything that has happened since Abraham has led to this crucial moment. And now, after 40 days of spying out the land, the spies return with news of their expedition. The Lord's people are about to be confronted with the reports of their promised inheritance. The reports are given, and the people listen. And initially, the spies confirm. They confirm what the Lord promised. They tell Moses in the presence of the congregation, and we can read this in in verse 27, We came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey. And this is exactly what the Lord told Moses while yet in Egypt. He called to Moses from out of, a, of the burning bush and assured him that he had seen the affliction of his people and promised him that he would bring the Israelites out of Egypt and into the land flowing with milk and honey. And now, roughly 40 years later, by God's grace and mercy, they are close to entering and receiving the promised land. Moses must have been delighted at this news. And we can liken this to the promises that we receive as well, the promises that we receive at baptism. During our life on earth, God is forever assuring us with His Spirit and demonstrating with His goodness and faithfulness, as He did with the Israelites, that He will keep His promises Day by day, he provides us with food, drink, clothing, and shelter. He cares for us and draws near to us so that one day we will receive our glorious inheritance. The spies, though, are not finished with their report. They continue on in verse 28. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. These words strike fear into the hearts of the people and will remain in the memory of the people for years to come. When recalling this event in Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 28, Moses says that the congregation refused to enter the promised land because they feared the inhabitants. There we read that the congregation questioned Moses, saying, Where are we going up? Our brothers have made our our hearts melt. Saying, The people are greater and taller than we. The cities are great and fortified up to heaven. And besides, we have seen the sons of the Anakim there. The spies go on to to mention the various nations of the land, including the Amalekites. The very Amalekites that the Lord, through his servants Moses and Joshua, defeated 
for the Israelites years earlier, their report magnified the nations of the land and minimized the Lord's power and historical care for his people. And when the Lord sought to restore faith and confidence to the Israelites through his servant Caleb, the unfaithful spies hardened their hearts. They doubled it down on their evil report. We read this in verses 31 through 33. There they say, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. The land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people that we saw in it are of great height. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come from the Nephilim. And we seem to ourselves like grasshoppers. And so we seem to them. The spies, looking through the binoculars of human reason, through the eyes of flesh instead of faith, were concerned that the whole land was inhabited by their adversaries. So they supplied a bad, or more accurately, an evil report. And this report is evil because the spies elevated the nations of the land to God-like status. Isaiah the prophet, when speaking of how mighty and how great the Lord is, wrote, It is He that is the Lord. It is He who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. It is He who brings princes to nothing and makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness. Isaiah chapter 40. And what the spies are saying is that the Israelites, God's covenant people, are like grasshoppers. Not to the Lord, but to their adversaries. The evil report gives the adversaries a title of sovereignty that belongs to the Lord alone. And it proclaims that the nations of the promised land are mightier than him. And when we look at the report, we notice that the spies make no mention of the Lord at all. He is completely absent from their thoughts. When they speak to Moses, they say, We came to the land to which you sent us. When in verses 1 and 2, we see that it was the Lord who instructed Moses to send them. With no regard or fear for the Lord, the spies exaggerate in order to sway the Israelites to see it their way. They use words like devour, and they mention the Nephilim, who were the mighty men of renown, mentioned in Genesis chapter 6, verse 4. And they do this to intentionally instill fear into the people and trouble their hearts. These spies were faithless. They feared the nations of the land more than they feared the Lord God, who brought them all this way to the doorstep of the promised land. The spies had forgotten all that the Lord had done in the wilderness. 
They had even walked in the footsteps of their forefathers as they went through the land, and yet their report was filled with evil and fear. And this is the report that the Lord's people are confronted with. A test of their faith before they may enter. And how will they respond to the faithless report of the spies? Will they fear the people of the land, succumbing to their human nature? Or will they fear the Lord who has brought them out of Egypt in order for them to inherit this exceedingly good land? This land flowing with milk and honey. Brothers and sisters, we too are currently standing on the doorstep of the promised land. Heaven, the new Jerusalem. We do not know the day or moments when Jesus will return or when we will be called home into eternal glory. While we are living on earth on the doorstep of our glorious inheritance, it may happen that we hear faithless, false reports that intend to undermine the Lord's promises. Reports such as that we, we must first conquer our sins before ever receiving our eternal inheritance. That we must follow the law perfectly if we ever want to enter the promised land. Or this report that God is a loving God and whether we trust him or not, he will accept us for who we are. We are all going to heaven. We just take different paths. Such messages can be found on social media, YouTube, brought to us via radio, and even television. And we are prone to believing such false messaging. Often we view our salvation through the, the eyes of flesh, rather than through faith. Which is why evil reports like this trouble our hearts and make us question and wonder about our salvation. Our hearts become troubled because evil reports offer no hope, no comfort, and even worse, false hope. These reports seek to undermine the free gift of grace given through the Spirit by faith in Jesus Christ. Remember, our inheritance is already given to us, promised to us, and we must reject all false reports and believe in Jesus Christ. We are on the doorstep, and He is the door, the entranceway into the promised land. We may enter only through trust and faith in him. And in our second point, we will look at the faithful report and we will see how our entrance into the promised inheritance is assured and secured. God promised his people Israel the inheritance of a land flowing with milk and honey. The spies reported that the land of Canaan was indeed a rich and bountiful land. Yet, 
10 out of the 12 spies gave an evil report. They, in their ignorance, spoke poorly of the Lord's wonderful inheritance because they were blind to God's greatness. The Lord sought to assure his people that the land is a good land and they must, be, and they must by faith trust in him and receive it. And first he assures them that the land is good. Recall that Moses, Aaron, and the people of Israel have been following the Lord's direction for the last 40 years in the wilderness. They do not know what the land will be like. And the Lord graciously provided proof that he is truthful and trustworthy. The spies, as we read earlier, said, We came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. And as they spoke, as they spoke these words, we can imagine the spies holding up the cluster of grapes that they carried on a pole between two of them. We can also imagine the pomegranates and figs that they also brought back nearby. It was obvious the land was a good land. Sorry, I lost my spot. Just as the Lord said it would be. Moses, Aaron, and the congregation should be overjoyed with this news and with the visual proof. The Lord presented them with a foretaste of the good land before even entering. Our minds may think of Jesus' words to Thomas. Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. John 20, verse 29. This visual foretaste ought to have bolstered the faith of the Israelites and should have given them much confidence. However, the evil report troubled the congregation's hearts. They viewed their adversaries as an obstacle that they couldn't overcome. The Lord, in his mercy and grace, sought to assure the people through his messenger Caleb that they would overcome the land. Caleb says, and we can read this in verse 30, let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. And when we break down this confession of faith, we can see the Lord's hand at work. Let us go up. The Israelites needed to trust that just as the Lord had directed and provided the spies safe passage for 40 days, they too would be safe in his hand. And occupy it. Occupy it. The land is theirs to receive. The Lord has already given it to them, just as he promised. For we are well able to overcome it. By the Lord's providential power, nothing, nothing stands in their way. They will overcome the land. Because he will overcome the land. 
the Lord seeks to remind his people of his faithfulness and power. Caleb's words come from a heart full of faith. God had grace and mercy upon his servant Caleb, which led Caleb to a life of obedience and faith. His words reflect the unity he has with God. Whereas the other spies ignore the Lord, Caleb shows that he loves the Lord with all his heart and soul. And for his faithful report and trust in the Lord, Caleb and his family will come to receive their inheritance in the promised land. Joshua 14, verse 14. From the faithful messenger comes a faithful report. The Lord presents a faithful report, a report of hope for the purposes of saving his people. The Lord's intentions of saving his people is evident in the changing of his servant Joshua's name from Hosea to Joshua, which means Yahweh saves, or he who saves. And it is Caleb and Joshua, the son of Nun, in chapter 14, verse 6, who admonished the people and called them to repentance for their lack of faith. The people, though, succumb to their human weaknesses. And how often does this happen to us, brothers and sisters? How often do we hear the good news, the gospel of salvation, the faithful report, and yet worry and fret over our eternal inheritance? How often do we look through the eyes of flesh rather than the eyes of faith? Sunday after Sunday, we hear that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, led a life of perfect obedience according to his Father's will and humbled himself unto death on the cross. We hear that his death satisfied God's wrath and saved us from eternal condemnation because of our sins. We hear of his burial. And more than that, we hear that he was raised and that he ascended into heaven and that he now currently sits enthroned at the right hand of God the Father and intercedes for us. This faithful report, Christ's victory over sin and death, making it so that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Romans 8, verse 39. This is the hope of faith that will never deceive us. We may face dangers, trials, and temptations in this life, battles with addictions, alcohol, pornography, or battles with unnatural sexual urges, but our inheritance is secure in Christ because of his victory, not ours. In Christ, when we heard the faithful report, the gospel, and we believed in him, we were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. And we read this in Ephesians 1 verse 13. Heard, believed, sealed, promised. These are all past tense. 
just as the promised land was already given to the Israelites prior to them acquiring it, so also our inheritance is given to us, never to be lost with the promised Holy Spirit. By grace, we believe and trust in Him alone. Once our Lord begins a good work in us, once He begins working faith into our hearts, regardless of how many times we slip, He will fulfill His promise of salvation. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. The Lord's people will always have two reports before them. The question becomes, which will we believe? Will there be rebellion against the Lord or trust in the Lord? In Hebrews 3, verse 19, we read that the Lord's people were not granted entrance into the promised land because of their unbelief. They were disobedient and believed the evil report, rebelling against the Lord. As the Lord's people, we are called to humbly submit ourselves to God's will. We rely upon His grace, His Word and Spirit to direct us in a life of obedience and trust. A life of repentance and faith in Him. Repent and believe. Repent from our sins and sinful nature and believe that in Christ all is forgiven. As those who believe, we live in anticipation of the promised land. We are on the doorstep, just as the Israelites were, troubled hearts and all. But, brothers and sisters, remember these words that Jesus spoke to his disciples. Let not your hearts be troubled. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. John 14, verse 1 through 3. For us who believe in Jesus Christ, our inheritance is prepared by Him and a place guaranteed. We need not fear, for the victory is His. To Him be the glory and honor forever. Amen.